Let's Talk Sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. Two to win. Kia ora and good northern from today radio studio four in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. You heard it. We only need two to win, and there's two of us in the studio with our guest Zoran. I'm going to try to pronounce your family name Radojevic. 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 Rado. Practice, practice, Edevich. practice. That is a good. Rado can throw a ball, mate. There's one doing the rounds. Uh, you into, into your social media on Instagram and yeah. stuff. Have you seen the French guy? Uh, there's a video of him and oh my God, like absolute rocket. Absolutely. You would not want to get <laughs> a, in the way of a it. A handball we're talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, handball. tonight, it's all about handball. You and I are on a learning curve yeah. because we're not, I'd say, I'd say we're not into handball, but I'm sure we will be in um, in a few minutes' time, that's for sure. Have you ever played handball before, Scott? I have. I would have played it, but we always played uh, a much more simplified game uh, version of it, I guess. I'm right in thinking it's we we. Uh, I obviously come from a rugby background, so yeah, we, uh, we would use it as a as a game to develop the the yeah. skills and stuff. But I'm thinking, God, I'm going back here. I think it's three steps, and then you have to bounce yes. the ball. Yes, three is steps. it? And can you do what? What do you call that when you bounce the ball? It's a dribbling. Yeah, okay, so dribbling. Can you do can you dribble twice in a row? Yes, yes. Yeah? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, but you, you cannot... can still do that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, nah, in, it's like in, to, to throw it. It's like in, in Gaelic football. You can do a solo where you can bounce the ball, you take ten steps, but you can't do it twice. So the next time you have to kick it to yourself. But I oh, didn't know that. There you go. I thought you just had to have one hell of a shoulder and an arm and lift this thing around. as fast as yeah. you can. Yeah. And then, if I'm right in thinking, they're in the D. Uh, nobody is allowed in the D, but you can shoot from outside the D and land in the D as long as you're not touching the ball. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. He knows some stuff. He's you've been. What, how do you know this, Scott? I just watch it. You know, yeah. it's preparation. You know what I mean? <laughs> then then you guess. need to come to try. Yeah. Well, I, I think you boys throw the ball a bit hard. A bit too hard. Yeah. The ball's you need like, a helmet. Yeah. Well, I'm used to throwing like a cricket ball or a tennis ball, and that's obviously fits there. But a handball. Look, show me your hands. Yeah, that's not oh fair. My God, look. I mean, you see the size of so you see the size like, of Zoran yeah, when he walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One ninety-five centimeters. One ninety-five. Is that right? Yes. Is that six-five? Six-five for six-five? Is it? I don't know. So we'll say six. Can or you imagine five. just like the leverage in that. And um, anyway, let's get on to it. It is episode one sixty-six. The weather is a little bit mild. Scott, you're wearing your shorts still, but you were wearing your shorts when it was minus uh, minus no, six. No, I wasn't. Outside. I did. I did have the trackies on, but. You know, it's not snowing. It's not minus six outside. My legs need a bit of colour on them. Um, You're not getting it in this weather. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, we're at the end of January, sunshine. Yeah, no. But it's uh, Wednesday the 17th of January 2024. As I said, it is episode 166. You're with myself, Nathan Snaid, Scott Brown, my old mate across. And as I said, we had Zoran uh, Rad- Radojevic. Radojevic. Yevic, Radojevic. So the J, the J is like an ear yes. sounding. Yes, Radojevic. Yes. Very, oh, there we go, rolling off. Easy. Oh, rolling off like warm honey. Listen, if you want to get involved with the uh, comments banter on the show, you know how to do that. It's 621 If you don't, but shy, share your thoughts with us on our socials. Maybe you might want to, you're game enough to come into the studio with us. Do get in touch because we're always like a few, um, or like keyboard warriors, mouthers, com- oh, pundits is probably the best, the best term to call it, isn't it, Scott? Um, Scott, straight on to you, mate. 
Yeah, I love one. We always start things off with, so this is show number 166 for us. So we like to try and link it to that number. So a couple of cool ones out there. You've got the average woman in the US is five foot three inches, which is 160 uh, one centimetres, but um, the shortest woman in uh, top tennis is actually Ash Barty, 166 centimetres. Yeah, I think she's her. gone on to play cricket. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. Cricket. Oh, was it cricket? I thought golf. Was it golf? It is she retired? She, reti- she retired. From cricket. Yeah, yeah, and went to golf. Yeah, that's right. And then another one for you. Uh, obviously, you know Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He uh, was the oldest ever goal scorer in the Serie A, forty-one years. And yep, you guessed it, on one hundred and sixty-six days. Um, West Ham goal. Obviously, you've got this something in there about West Ham. One hundred and sixty-six. Jimmy Raphael. Uh, he was around long before us, and John Dick as well, long before us. Peter Crouch. Oh, 166 wins in the Premier League. Fair to go. Rugby League. Do you um, remember this guy? Do you remember and, Andrew, uh, Andrew? Andrew Edzinghausen? No. Mate, not. he was he was like the Christian Cullen of Rugby League in the uh, early 90s. Played for Cronulla Sharks. He was an absolute... Oh, he just... He ran and he just the way he ran, he was just silky smooth. And in those days, they wore the big heavy... The heavy jerseys. jerseys. Oh, mate. Bring and them they're back. just, oh, aren't bring they? Bring them back. Um, and then you've got Virat Kohli, smashed 166 in the third ODI versus Sri Lanka in January. No, we didn't, you didn't mention that, actually. Andrew Eddinghausen, he scored 166 tries in 18 seasons. And then this young fella, Alex Johnson, has scored 166 tries in nine seasons. Smashed it. He, he, he played for he also he's played for the All Stars and I think he has also done something uh, he's played for Australia and I think uh, Papua New Guinea as well he might have played age age group rugby league for oh, PNG. watch watch um watch that name um, Alex Johnson I think Rego will be listening to us now I thinking. like I like this one the 166 day in 2024 will be Friday June the 14th yeah. that's a banger that is a banger absolute banger of the <laughs> that one got to keep you on your toes exactly exactly uh, exactly. Yeah, birthdays, uh, Henri uh, Desgrange. Am I saying that right? You love Desgrange. Yep, uh, former French cyclist. Desgrange, because they don't pronounce uh, the S the French, do they? No, and there's one of the founders of the Tour de France. It's also my brother's birthday today. Happy birthday. Craig. Craig is out in Tunisia. I'm not sure how old he is. Where is is Craig these days? Three years younger than me, so he's got to be. Craig's in journalism, right? Uh, No, garrison journalism. Craig's in construction. No, Craig's into Craig works for the World Food Program out in uh, Tunisia. Based that was lives out in Tunisia. Did, did he around. did he come back for Christmas? Did he? Come yeah, back? yeah, did yeah. He? We were all back. Yeah, yep. Good, good wearing fun. matching pajamas. Yep, as you do. It's like a Christmas thing, isn't it? Not really your Z- cup of tea. Zora, that, does it? your family wear matching pajamas on Christmas Day? Nah, no, no, no. You got you got. We we don't have this uh, tradition in uh, in. No, our neither country. neither do I. It's this British thing that they sort of just. British or American, Scott? Could be, don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's what it is. It's what it is. Um, Zoran will crack right into it. So, obviously, handball player with Kojeng, coaching there up at the moment. But I want to rewind back to Serbia. Um, Whereabouts in Serbia are you from? Uh, I am from one city, 100 kilometres from Belgrade. It's named Kragujevac. It's, uh, I'm not going to ask you how you spell that. It sounded like cargo likes to me, yeah, but... Cargo yevats. Cargo I'm just going to put in Belgrade See, on the map. I'm my, put... getting quite good in my accent here. So you've obviously got into... Is that a big handball area out that neck of the woods? Uh, it's... Uh... It's we can say in Serbia, it's uh, handball. It's not so so popular, you know. It's uh, we have some clubs, but but uh, in the last uh, in the last few years, in the last couple's year, and it's not so. 
we can say it's not so popular. We are more for basket and football, even that in football we don't have some some big success, but more for for basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you you've got into it. How have you come about that? With your do your parents play that from a young age or uh... no? It's I don't know how it was in the pr- primary school. We had uh, you know sport what you can choose, and it was athletics and handball. You know, and uh, I I I trained both, and on the end I stayed in handball. It's uh, it was not like now that here you can go in some clubs to train uh, like a, like a kid. But, uh, you know, we have this section after the school. We stay there for athletics first. And then uh, after that, I stay in handball. And um, what I can say, it's it was much easier to train uh, with the team than alone. Yeah. You know, when you are alone, then it's difficult to to, 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 to train. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I it's almost, on a squash court, it's almost uh, the, the complete opposite because athletics is you know predominantly an individual sport isn't it uh, and you do have to train on your own and as you say that uh, handball is is you know you need your teammates to play off and, yes. and play matches and stuff like that it's funny because obviously Nathan comes from a squash background you know very much an individual sport whereas I'm obviously from rugby which a is a bit different though individual sport but I had the warmth of shelter right I was an indoor sport let's say alone yeah. so after school I would go to the courts and I would I would play but I could be on my own yeah. training or, or playing but at least I was or relatively warm or sheltered. To be an individual sport like athletics in those out in the cold days there running around that track or even being a high jumper. Nah, I was nah, I was high oh, jumper. Well, I'm not surprised. At a meter 95, I'm not surprised. But that individual sport, that would be pretty hard. Like you can practice high jumper inside, obviously, but yeah. I just think of the winter days out on the track. It's what it is. That's probably why you, you didn't cut it at the old <laughs> athletics game, mate, you know? <laughs> But uh, yes, yeah, so, 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 Zoran, your have you did you have you always played in Serbia? Or? No, no, I was <clears throat> I was in Serbia. I start a little bit uh, late to train handball, but I I un, until twenty three years old I was in Serbia. After that, I went out and uh, I changed. I can say it's ten eleven countries, and uh, it was nice trip for for the handball. Yeah. Wow. So what where where are your your highlights of where you've played in the? Okay, I played in the, in Poland. I played uh, what I can say. This is the highest level. What I play, I played Champions League in Poland with Wisla Plotsk. After that, I went uh, in uh, in uh, Turkey, in Israel, in uh, Saudi Arabia, in Portugal, in Greece, in Sweden. Class. Wow. I mean, just hearing about this is we're, it's something we're a big advocate of because sport opens massive opportunities for you, you know, being prepared to leave home and go to these different countries. And yes, it's to, 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 to learn about some culture, to meet other people, uh, to, to have a connection everywhere in the world. It's it's nice experience. And then <clears throat> when you come in the country like Luxembourg, you know, where is a lot of people from the different uh, different culture and everything, it's much easier to adapt yourself here. It's it's interesting as well, because Zoran comes with a, a phenomenal amount of experience, obviously, coming from or having played in all these these countries around Europe. And then he's got this ability to teach his his skills and the way you way you taught, but share your knowledge from what you've learnt in Poland and and, yeah. and, and and different areas. But is it hard to, you know, like I'm just trying to think for the kids here. We're we're, we're relatively spoiled, right? In in Luxembourg, we've got the facilities. There's, you know, it's it's certainly harder to grow up in in New Zealand and play sport, and even England to play sport, and no doubt Serbia as well than it is in in Luxembourg. But to share these experiences can your athletes relate to that or certainly the youth can they relate to that maybe your older players can 
It's uh, here. It's a little bit different because we, we in Serbia we can start from this. This is the some the we 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 take the sport uh, differently, like here, yeah. because we take this for to open your uh, your life right. to uh, to to go somewhere to see to because here it's more hobby. Mm. And then uh, when you come from professional level or semi-professional level, you know, when you come here, when you, when you take the, the, the teach the kids something, on the beginning, for me, it was really difficult to, to, to change the mind because for me, the, the handball was something uh, like a job, you know, it's not the fun, it's a job. And here you need, to, you need to animate the kids that they like it to come in the hall. Because if you if you make this, uh, I don't know, just passes without game, they will not come tomorrow. Yeah. And then you need to adapt yourself. But it's possible. It's possible. It's interesting. We've spoken about this before. It's almost like you, if you hadn't played handball, you would have never have left Serbia. You know, rugby opened my doors and, and it was the same for... For you, Nathan, to Luxembourg, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, super interesting. I mean, it's something we always relate back to is trying to get these kids involved. And, and, and unfortunately, as horrible as it sounds, is a lot of the kids don't actually need it. And I think that makes a big difference when you, you know, if you have an opportunity to play well, perform well, and maybe go on to the next level, you know, that's not necessarily what drives these kids. Unfortunately, a lot of them do stop when they finish school because... They can go and get a job in the city or something yeah. like this. Yeah, but very, very different. It gave you, yeah, yeah it, it gave us a life to travel to move beyond. How I'm just wondering how many of thinking back to some of the or many of the kids, hundreds of kids that I've taught in the, in the past. Did they use? Did they think of sport would be their out? And I know Anton will be listening to us now, and he'll be on uh, WhatsApp in a moment as well. Anton, when I was coaching you, mate, did you ever think that you would uh, that squash could be an outlet for you? I bet you I know what the answer is. No, he's always rugby, rugby, yeah, yeah, rugby. <laughs> but um, when uh, so obviously you said you you you've travelled all over the world now. Now obviously the you saying you're you're from Serbia. The first thing I think of is uh, forgive my ignorance. I can't remember the NBA guy. Uh, and there's the famous question where do you think you'll be able to handle the crowd when you play in Las Vegas? And he's like, I played in Serbia, brother. Do you know what I mean? Is that what it's like back home in the crowds and stuff? Because I I've played. I've uh, been lucky enough to play in a few places, you know, in front of a couple of thousand people. And, you know, there's nothing like playing in front of a big crowd. And I, personally, I used to love it when the, if they, you know, if the oppos start going for you and giving it stacks and stuff, because it all just adds to the atmosphere. Have you had experiences of that when you were playing? You know, it's, uh, we we have this, uh, You the, the best example now is basketball EuroLeague. You know, you have a Partizan and Red Star when they play at home. Enormous. This is this is the the, the typical the typical atmosphere. More than twenty thousand people, and for handball, of course, it's not like this. But we had uh, on the beginning because we can say that uh, the handball it's sport for the small uh, cities or villages, you know. And uh, normally, when you when we start to to play, when you go in some uh, in some city where is I don't know five ten thousand people living there, and they have a hall for uh, five hundred people. The hall is always full because they don't know they don't have nothing to do on the weekend and they wait this handball, and then from the from the young category when you go somewhere to play you are adapted for this type of the crowd, and then when you come for example like uh, what uh, Jokic say in NBA you know I, I played in Serbia it's uh, on the on the highest level, it's 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 really what I can say for myself for my experience it's nice to play in front of the people. 
because it's mu- it's much better than in the like during corona time that yeah. you play without spectators yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely it, i think of chaos mate like <laughs> yeah. sport you know we we, we you, you've mentioned it a hundred times you know like if you can create chaos on the on the pitch or on the court it rattles your opponent but can you imagine playing handball or even basketball yeah. in, in serbia I mean, chaos, mate. Just when you say about the who is it, Red Star and who's the other and team? Red Star and Partizan. Partizan, you know that that you know. Can you let's just try and give this context? Who are your big who Kajing, Who are your big rivals in Luxembourg? Uh, it's uh, we can say we have these uh, five teams and between us it's always the same. We yeah. don't have the, exactly one team. Uh, not a, you don't have a derby yeah. and, as and, such. And, you know, it's, and and I mean this in the most respectful way in the world. You're not getting twenty thousand people, and you're not getting the guys going crazy, and you're not getting the flares stuff set up in the stands. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I just think it's uh, you know the fact I'd love to go and see it because you again we're, we're sort of moving away from it. But let's try and give it some context. You go to one of those big games and you go and watch yeah. the guys who. Uh, play in the Euro League, and, and you know there is an argument at the moment that the Euro League is almost better than the NBA in terms of playing collectively together and yeah. stuff for basketball. But can you imagine, you know, your superstars from, you know, let's let's you got the Olympics coming up this at the uh, in the summer this year. If you know if USA play against Serbia or something like that in a warm up game, you know you have to make it as hostile as possible because. That's the the beauty of playing at home. You want it to be a hard. Oh, they want now. I'm thinking now. It was uh, one uh, one uh, one coach from Golden State who died uh, last week. Uh, you know, he he's from Serbia, 46 years old, and uh, it now it's one uh, idea that uh, the Golden State come in in uh, in uh, Belgrade to play one friendly game against Partizan because they saw this and uh, this this atmosphere will be amazing for sure for yeah. them. I'm thinking that even that in in uh, in USA you have the 15. Uh, 18, 20, maybe 20,000 people, but they are coming like... Uh, coming to watch and be quiet. Watch, yes. It's like I, I went to, uh, I don't know how you, you would call it back home, but like a stag do, you know, when one of the guys is getting married and you go away yeah. to the party beforehand. And we went to watch Argentina against Scotland up at Murrayfield. And everyone talks about how Murrayfield is supposed to be a great atmosphere. And obviously we'd all had a few drinks and it's one of the most boring places I've ever got. Like everyone's just sat there, just like, oh, the just g- watching yes. the rugby and the stuff. Game, and the like, game's the game itself in Murrayfield is a bit, it's a bit pants. But the walk up the mile, like I could have come in. What? Yes, yeah, that's, that's more interesting because I'd rather go walking into up the to the game. Yeah, and we actually left before the end of the game because it was there's no. I personally, I thought there was no, no atmosphere, and people say, oh, if England plays Scotland there, there's a big atmosphere, and, and I was like, yeah, I get that, but. I want to. You want to go to those places where you know you talk about like the Aviva Stadium, or actually more the old Lansdowne Road when you had the wooden seats and you're like, you know, you're it's like tuna, uh, sardines, sardines in a can, sort can. of all just cramped in. Get as many people in as you can and and make as much yeah. noise. As possible. What what is the what, in in Serbia or even if we go in, in your experiences, yeah. have, have you been let's say a spectator and been you know I don't know walking the street to get to the to get to these uh, arenas let's say mm. what's it what's it like is it good good banter on the way good chat good yeah uh, this is this is an atmosphere starting from the from the street from the from the I don't know on the TV when yeah. you see the people going uh, going outside to prepare for the some games we had this in the Poland for example. It's big uh, two opponents, Wisla and uh, Vive Kelce, for example. And when is the game? It's okay. The holes for handball are not so big. It's four or five thousand euro. Uh, yeah, people, <laughs> people, yeah. yeah. But when you when you see when you see that it's full, 
you know, when you come to play before the, because when you go on warming 45 minutes before the game, you go outside to get warm and the hole is full. You know, you you have this feeling it's in the or you you cannot wait at game start. Yeah. You know, and I think that this is the best this is the best example for the youngs, for the kids. When you bring them on the game like this, they will like the sport. Yeah. Uh, that takes me over to rugby, thinking of in New Zealand school rugby. So when my college is playing your college, the whole school has to watch. Yeah. And it's daunting because the whole school on the outside of the pitch is doing a a hacker, uh, yeah. you know, they're doing their, 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 their tribal, uh, let's say, war, war dance. Very, very intimidating, and, yeah. and, and particularly some of these um, pitches are uh, they, they've created an atmosphere with classrooms all around it, yeah. so it echoes. I and, saw it. I saw yeah, it. yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty special. But it reminds me of um, reminds me of handball. You know, when, like with the crowds being echoed in, or in a gymnasium, in fact. There's a, there's a story about, uh, this is 2001, so a long time ago, when the Lions went to beat Australia. They lost 2-1, but in the first game, they're playing in, where is the Gabba? Is that in Perth? No, the, it's the, not the, Perth. The Gabba's in Brisbane. Brisbane. In Brisbane. So they're playing there, and Martin Johnson went out for the coin toss, and he was like, oh my God. It was like, obviously they're playing Australia, Australia playing yellow or gold, I should say, and went out and it was just red. You know, you've got 80,000 people there. It's on a cricket pitch. So normally, normal stadiums in rectangle, yeah. but it's on a big circle like this. And he went out and went like, yeah, they didn't go out to warm up. They warmed up under the stadium. And then when they all came out, everyone was like, it's just absolutely crazy. And they... You just well. Luckily, the players Atmos- reacted really well and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, re- reacting to atmosphere. Uh, Zoran, I wanted to um, g- go back or come come into the, the the coaching with the with the current side or with with Kajin. You started off with the woman, I believe, yeah. l- uh, last year. No, I st- I started uh, 2019 with the girls. Yeah, and I was five years with them until the the this this summer until the, the, this summer. This post is uh, this post come and. Where did Kaijing finish last year in the top well, it's five, six teams? Isn't there competing? You were one, two. We finished uh, on the second position. Yeah, yeah, the guys. Yeah. How many it's, points behind? It's uh, same, same like Ash. Oh, it's really? Same, same points, but same points. but, but uh, oh, they was po- but on points difference. Yeah, better oh. between us, between oh. us. Yeah. So does that mean that you qualify for like? Perhaps not Champions League, but you can qualify for like a Europe. Um, yeah, we played. You, we you, played. you played that. Yeah. And how did you go? And how many games have you had? We 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 had the, this season two rounds. We passed first round. We played in Tallinn and we passed them. And the second round, we we got. Uh, we didn't had the lucky in the uh, in this. We got one uh, team, uh, Motor Zaporozhye from Ukraine. But few years ago, before this war would start, there they played Champions League. They're a really good team. And we played one game here that we lost by three, and the second game we lost also in. Uh, we played in Slovakia. Yeah, so that means that the, the, you're out of the you're out of the league now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And w- so in Luxembourg, you've got the main league, but you've also got the cup as well. Yes. So how many games would you be playing? During the, the season. season, during the season, locally. Ah, yeah, we played, for example, first part of the season, fourteen games plus uh, ten games in playoff. This is total twenty-four, and then plus cup, it's three or four games in the cup maximum. What you that's, can play? That's pretty. That's heavy going. Yeah, with this, uh, with well, this. And you put you, you put your uh, two, tra- let's say, two training sessions in a week for these. No, uh, we, the squad or no, we we make four. Four training sessions. Yeah, four. That's heavy, heavy going on the squad. And your house, what size squad have you got? 
We What's, go- how many players would you have in your group? In your in your group, because yep. there's five people play right on the no six plus six goalkeeper, pl- six plus goalkeeper. So okay, yeah. so you got seven on the yeah. on the on the field on the field. What do you call it? Not field. What do we call it? We call it court. A court. There court. we go. Seven on the field. How many on the bench? You should ask him. He's a humble player. We have, we have in the in the squad in the roster. We have sixteen for each game. Sixteen. Okay. 16. There we go. Yeah, but we have for training. For example, for the moment we have twenty. Plus, we we always have a one two from young uh, category. Okay, so you, okay, yeah. but you under eighteen yeah. or under twenty. So just yeah. just for the the ignorant among us, basically well, myself and, and Nathan. Obviously, I'm conditioned. Well, I was conditioned for uh, for rugby. Nathan was conditioned for uh, more of uh, you know since he stopped playing more of the social round and stuff like that. <laughs> well, well, how do you like when you talk talk about fitness? Yeah, because. I mean, I, I've never played a handball match. So, is it does the does the clock go continuously, or can you take timeouts, or if the ball goes out of play, does the does the clock stop? Or yeah, no, no, it's uh, two times thirty minutes, yeah. and the clock stop just when the referees say this. Yeah, you know, and normally you can you can take timeouts. Uh, you have three timeouts per game, and you can take when you have ball in your. Uh, oh, so you in, can't uh, take a timeout when you're in defence. Yeah, you cannot. Oh, Just okay. when you are in attack, when you have okay. a ball, you can take time out. Yeah. Okay. So in terms of the fitness, because I mean, I I personally love it. All the different kinds of fitness, and yeah, I mean, I guess the the easiest one to compare to is like the difference between football and rugby is incredible. Like yeah. rugby, much more of a explosive stop start and stuff, whereas football is much more of a continuous and changing yeah, your pace. Game, what what sort of fitness you know? I'm thinking talking about. I'm thinking if we t- talk about this, I'm thinking it's similar like in rugby because this is a lot of contacts. Men's sport, physical. it's a yeah. demand so, sport. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to ask you because is so. Am I right? Thinking contacts allowed as long as it's not front on. Is that is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I know my stuff. Do you know uh, what you, I mean? You have to try handball there. Yeah, maybe yeah, you will like it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're allowed to contact from the side, but you can't come front on. Yeah. So if you were there, I basically can't run into you. You can't run into me. So, so that's where you see them trying to evade and get through. And then I think you can. Well, yeah, you can trying. stop. You can stop him with, like this. It's foul, of course. It's yeah. foul. Then he can continue with the ball of uh, the, the free throw to to make it. But you don't have like in basketball that you if you make five times like this you are out. Okay. Yeah. We have two minutes, but these two minutes it's suspension. If you make something from the back, if you push the guy who is in the air, or to touch now in the new new rules we have now in the last one year, if you touch in the head, right? I can't help myself. I, I what, about, what about this? Let's talk about it. We can't help ourselves. In, in, in France, we talk about the bagarre. You know, in, the fighting. Even, even in the fairest of sports where there cannot be a bagarre, we try to find out if there is a little bit of uh, <laughs> a bagarre. Yeah, there, there has to be. Yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I'm thinking that with uh, with uh, this contact sport, what is like rugby or handball, you know, the men's enjoying more than, than in the other sport, you know, because I cannot say that in basketball also it's a lot of contact, in football also, but not like in, uh, like in, in handball. So when you, uh, well, I mean, when we're looking at the profile of players, presumably your bigger, more physical players would be suited to, Defense, obviously, would that be fair? Or you know, we in handball you can play 
even if you are small, if you are tall, if you are, I don't know, with 50 kilo or 140, you know, it's uh, really, we need everybody yeah. and everybody can find the place because we have different, uh, different position, like uh, the wings who, who need to be fast to run, to jump. We have the pivots who need to be strong, big. So that's, you're, you're a pivot, obviously. No. <laughs> you're, you're, you're I'm not so strong. <laughs> you need to see, to come to see our other players. When you say strong, you're talking... It's strong. Str but I mean, you're strong because I mean, look, you're you're. I would, I, me, me personally, I'd love to just come down and train and see what it's like. And I think that's the that's part of what we like to do on this show is because ultimately we want to get more people playing it. You know, you want to get more people playing your sport because in that, that that that's what pushes up the level. And obviously, we have fewer and fewer people in uh, in Luxembourg. You know playing sport but the more people we can get playing sport is, is, is only is only a good thing the question i want to ask you is and i don't mean you're not a goalkeeper are you yeah you are no no i am not but i know how any any sport he plays he's got a massive advantage he could be a swimmer have you seen the size yeah, of his hands exactly he, he makes phelps like, imagine, look throwing tiny. Him, imagine throwing him up in the line he'd throw him up about five meters in the air you'd never get yeah. the ball um but as a goalkeeper like they always look like quite big, big guys, huh? Yeah, it's normally yes, normally yeah. yes. But we, for example, it's um, for for me personally, I will never be goalkeeper, especially in handball. Well, or you, I'm not putting my hand out I, in front of that. Huh? You know, it's uh, this is the this is the position where you need the to 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 receive the hits from the ball. You know, <laughs> you need yeah. because if you and if you you've seen man go down, <laughs> you've seen man, yeah, yeah, you've seen him, yeah. It's, oh, oh. Uh, it's <laughs> but another another question on the goalkeepers now again from my limited viewing of handball uh through videos eurosport or social media i don't think i've ever seen a goalkeeper wearing a pair of shorts is that oh, is that yeah. is that yeah. they have they have um, they have different they they have some special type of the shoes yeah so, but they have to wear no, not shoes. Like, do they always wear trousers? Ah, trousers. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I, they, yeah. Because they take always like this. It's I don't know why, but it's, it's fashion. It's, ah, have okay. you seen Have you seen Australian rules? Aussie rules. Austra Aussie rules. Uh, Australian rules. So in Australia, they play a type. Of, it's not rugby. It's called yeah. Australian football or a a AFL. They wear um they wear shorts like still in this day short shorts. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's. I know, didn't saw this. You haven't seen this. No, I think there's not a sport that you could not play with your your physique, Zora, and you could you could do anything. We've got to show him. You've got to show him a picture no, mate, of. That, I, I, I've I, already I, found a picture of him on the website. So looking strong, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking about the yeah about the goalkeeper. Um, I'm just trying to find out if if you have to wear trousers. But it's, this could rule Scott out. Yeah, of being goalkeeper because he only wears shorts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have to show off my car. Little, Look, no, but you, you know, we in in Luxembourg we have one goalkeeper also who always take the shorts. But before the game, uh, you know, you you have to. I don't know. It's not, it's not uh, the rules that you must. But you, we had in the Germany one goalkeeper. I I remember him. I played against him. Like maybe twenty years ago, he was always taking the shorts. You know. It's uh, this is the style of this the goalkeeper, style. but normally they 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 took to they, they take the trouser. Yeah, trouser. Yeah. Ah, so here we go. So actually, it's <laughs> do it, you've got the Wikipedia? Here we no, go. It's not a rule. I'm just reading reading through it, and the guys basically come out and said it's basically because if you save it with your leg with that ball and it's hitting you on bare skin, <laughs> ish. 
Ich, oh, yeah. okay, so yeah. a stinger. Yeah, a yeah, stinger. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, here, we'll put you on the spot. I mean, as you can tell, we love, uh, you just got two energetic guys who just love talking about sport. Well, in, in this case, learning. If mm. you could uh, change anything yeah. in Luxembourg to try and get more people playing handball, what would you do? Uh, you know, you need to make, first of all, more professional this. You know, because with uh, it's really difficult, I understand here, when you work all day, eight hours or 40 hours per week, it's difficult that afternoon, evening, you come into training and you give 100%. This is the first things which, what what need to change because that people see that, uh, you know, they, they can make more, that they, get, they can spend more time on, on the training. Because like this, we have a problem now because we, we want to train more. You know, we, we have four times per week uh, evening sessions and we need more because uh, you cannot be ready, prepared, uh, good prepared if you make four times. Because normally in the professional leagues, when I played in some in some teams, you had seven, eight more than sometimes during the preparation, you have 10, 11 sessions per week. Yeah, but you're not but obviously not working at the same time, yeah, are you? Yeah, you but you do, you, uh, because of this, I say, first of all, here they need, I'm thinking the, the the first step can be that the people have a semi-professional contract, maybe to work I don't know twenty hours, yeah, and plus to play some sports. Not just about handball, but about handball. It's I'm thinking this will be the first step that we can progress more than to get more 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 people in in the in handball. It's it's interesting the the point you made when you were saying about yourself. You got into it by playing. In the primary schools, would you see that? Because it's very much handball's very much a club orientated uh, sport. Well, it is, isn't it? Now it's now it's different different because <clears throat> here, okay, in the school you have every sport to train. But uh, uh, if you want something additional, it's not enough one time per week to make it. You need to go in some club, and then uh, uh, here it's uh, what I can say for handball. It's not enough handball. It's not enough promoted in the schools. In the primary schools, for example, we I'm here six years. So we never we never go. We make one one time last season last year. We made one presentation of the handball in the school that people that the kids can see that that. Uh, but I think everything starts from the watching TV because in Luxembourg it's of course we have uh, this uh, upper TV who is uh, always live games, but the people don't watch it. You know, they watch more uh, Champions League, uh, basketball or football, uh, Bundesliga, but not a lot of people watching the handball. And second things, it starts from national team, that when the national team will make the good result, better result, then you can imagine that more people come in the in the come into the schools, yeah, yeah. or yeah, come in and watch it. We don't. I mean, I'm just we look at where, in our area that we live. We don't have any handball teams. It's what is it? You know, Kajang. It's primarily in the south. What, yeah. are, what are the northern? What are the northern? We have we have we have Dickers, yes, and Mersh. But Merch. they are they are. For example, Dickers now will be the sixth one who will go in the playoff, and uh, and they are what we can say the best team on, of the north. Of the north, yeah. yeah. The rest are all here in the on the south. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the sporting the, the, the sporting demographic. Capture, uh, demographic is all in the in, in the south. I mean, football. I, it's all in that 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 Kajang, Petange, It's all all down there. Diffidange, Dudelange. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, it's a, a massive sporting um, area in Luxembourg. That's for sure. In, in terms of the level, obviously, you said in play, you played in the equivalent of the the Champions League in in handball. Where where you know where is the level in Luxembourg at the moment? 
No, in the moment, it's not so high level because we can say that, for example, a few years ago, this year, for example, we can take this year, the, the, the clubs from Luxembourg, we won, for example, against Tallinn. Okay, this is Estonia. Okay, we won against them. Then we are better. I, I guess that we are better. But then we had the team who, um, Differdange, they played against the Iceland team. They lost two games at home, you know. Of course, the national team now of Luxembourg makes some success. They win one game. They go on the in the qualification for, I think, uh, World, World Cup, World Championship, I think, if I not. But then when you see... This league, it's not not on the top, you know. It's 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 really low low low. What I say, quality of the, uh, the just, Europe. Just jumping on to you spoke about obviously trying to get more professionals in to try and raise that standard. Is there a limit on the number of professionals that you can have at your club in in Luxembourg? No, no. Here it's uh, no limit, but. Uh, how it's after Corona time, you can say that the money, the, the people don't give a lot of money for the sport. The, the, we have less and less professionals in, uh, in Luxembourg. About, we speak about handball, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just compare it to the basketball. Basketball, you're allowed to, well, there's an unwritten rule. They say two, but now teams are bringing in three professionals as yeah. well. So. No, it's, uh, we, for, in, in, in the handball, you don't have these rules. Maybe because now they, they speak a little bit, maybe it will be changed something, you know, in the, in the next years, because they want to promote more handball for the youths. It's, it's uh, also, but uh, I'm thinking that, you know, it's, um, we, need, we need first a lot of youngs to, to play handball then you can make these limits here for, for, for example, we cannot say because in some teams we have a seven, eight, in some teams you don't have because it's not because of, uh, it's because of money. You know, yeah. you... and, and just one last one is, uh, is there, cause you hear about stories about the license, getting a license to play, you know, whether it's football, rugby, basketball, whatever it is. If I joined, so if I came down to training, yeah. And I joined the club. Would that how how does that work? Is it do you have a second team that play and train like uh, Espoirs or something that you play in? Yeah, like, we. Or, but do you have to be have a Luxembourg passport to do it, or, or how how do you become eligible to play? Or is it no? Just- it's if you if you live here, for example, in Luxembourg, if you have this uh, ID card that you are here, you can be registered in the team. You go for the sport medical. Yeah, you know, yeah. this if you have it, you just need to make transfer from your ex club to do uh, to okay. do. We, do, we don't need transfer. We both got medicals. We're yeah. both fit yeah. to fly. Yeah, then we're both fit to fly. And don't give it a go. Do you reckon we? we sign us up? Yeah, I think we could go down. Sorry, I think we can yeah. have a laugh. It, I'm just very interested because... I want him a goalie with shorts on. I, I, I want to give him a stinger. I, I tell you, we have, we have, for example, in Kerjing, we have really good second team with a lot of people who yeah. like to play handball from football, from, I don't know, from other sports. They join and then try. And then try. You know, they come to, to, to see. They, are, they, they make two times per week the trainings. And then it's... If you will like, then can, it's no problem. Can you, yeah. can you imagine Zoran's training? Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 position do you have? You always played then traditionally uh, left left back, left back, left back. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, what what I can say shooter. You know, from from outside. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's again unfair advantage. I mean, it, yeah. It's quite funny when you see the handball players in the in the, in the photos and in, in an action photo. They've got their arm. Yeah, it's, let's say cocked back in such a way yeah, you, it's very it's quite unique it's not like a traditional as we would know a a, a throw right? right it's you know this is something what you what you 
start to, to train, to practice, and this is automatically, you know, you don't see your body, you don't control your hand uh, where you want to put it or you, you need to be, you need to be, I don't know, strong, first of all, but you need also to be, to have a mobility, to, to be stretched enough that you can, that you can do these movements yeah. during the game. Because it's uh, our body, you know, when, when somebody hit you in the body, you know, it's not easy to, to, to continue to shoot or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you, um, I mean, we, we love talking about the bagar, but in a continuous game like that, is there any trash talking and stuff goes on? Because let's say, you know, this weekend I'm playing against you and you're, what are you, 25 centimetres taller than me? Is there going to be a bit of, are you going to give me some stick? Bit of chit you know, chat. Bit of chat about... Uh, you know, here in, in handball, you you know, you have, when you play the game, you need to prepare yourself about the opponents also, you know, to see who is, uh, what, how you need to beat him, you know, it's not, uh, it's not always the same, you know, when you, when you play with somebody who is stronger than you, well, of course, that you will not go to, that he hit you. Yeah. You need to, you need to go to, to give pass to the other guy. You need to find some better position for somebody else who can beat someone because, it's not possible that you have in the team six guys with two meters with 120 kilos. It's not possible. Yeah. You need to have also a small one and then you need to choose him. A, 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 a true a, a true team game then, like rugby. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to go to still stay out with you, Zoram, because I want to talk about some uh, sportsmanship and things that you have seen that might have uh, that might have tickled you throughout your your career. And not only that, but obviously a little bit of filth. We tried to tap him into the bagar. He's you know they, it, it happens, but it's like nothing. He just bats blocked it, he just yeah, blocked bats it off. It away, but we'll certainly away. touch into the sportsmanship things that have you have actually acknowledged and said, hey, listen, that's um that's fair play. Have a look at this. This is a special moment in uh, in, in two thousand. Graham's gone out really hard to Gavara. Freeman going strongly up to almost halfway. She's three from the top. You can see Graham inside of her, probably in front. Mary's having a good run. This is where Cathy exploded in Atlanta. Graham's in front of her. Freeman's got work to do here. There's about 150 to go. Gavara and Mary are right up. It's going to be a big finish. Into the slate, Graham leads. Freeman runs up to her. Mary inside. Cathy lifting. Goes up to Graham. Takes the lead. Looks a winner. Draws away from Graham and Mary. This is a famous victory. A magnificent performance. What a legend. What a champion. Yep, what a legend, what a champion. That's Cathy Freeman in uh, 2000. It was Sydney Olympics where she... uh, one, uh, yeah, ugly one of the greatest. Uh, An interesting stat about Sydney 2000. Sydney 2000. Sydney 2000 was the first ever Olympic Games where they actually made a profit. Ooh. So there you go. There you go. Because traditionally, when you look at all the, the past experiences of countries hosting uh, Olympic events, it's actually quite detrimental to them because they spend so much money on it. We love the Olympics, um, don't we, this year? 2024 in Paris, just down the road from us. 2028 in Los Angeles. I'm not sure where they're going to do 2032. Do we know? Do some digging and find do out. Do some finding. What's uh, it's handball, not Olympics? Yeah, they are. It is. They are, yeah. Do you think, is there any worry that it won't be an Olympic sport? Because you've got quite a lot of turnover with some... I think, I think they've got silly sports like squash in there now. Do you know Stop what I mean? It. <laughs> they want to make now for handball on the uh, beach handball, you know. They want to put this on ref, the Olympics. Ref. Brutal. Yeah, I mean, to, I think about the switch. Yeah. Nah, uh, you, well, you're in favour or not? I'm not favour. No, not favour. You, 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 Traditionalist. Traditionalist. Yeah. Right. 
I'm thinking that they want to make this more the, for the amateur Olympic Games for amateur people that they can go also, not just right. for professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe to maybe to watch the the women's uh, beach yeah. amble could be entertaining, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Zoran, let's talk about sportsmanship. What is there anything in your career that you've you've witnessed or you see? What what tickles you? What's was, is there anything that you have admired and said there? That was a moment for me where I you know got the goosebumps. Uh, you know, it's uh, in the sport. You know, it's every when you when you see from the from the from the side. You know, the sport is good. You know, when you say it, sport is good, but uh, it's not always like this. You know, and then uh, of course. When you travel a lot, you know the people. It's uh, to to meet the the other people and to to visit other cities or something like that. It's nice, but it's uh, it's also the really really difficult because of the of the healthy, because it's lot of stress situ- stressful situations, lot of travel, lot of um, lot of games. Special now in the last years, they make it. And if we're training nine times a week with you, <laughs> because you, it's one one problem. It's that you don't have enough time for family. You know, this is the first. This is the first. What I can say, bad thing, bad thing about, about, about this. But uh, of course, uh, it's uh, for me. For me, this was a style of the life. You know, and uh, I I didn't saw these uh, bad things. Uh, Okay, we can say bad. It's uh, I. I always think positive that this is good for me, for my body. But I see now, for example, when you stop to play, I see that it's coming. You the, know, the, from the, the from the, the past. They're different. Yeah, <laughs> they they do come back and haunt you, Scott. Past injuries, they're haunting you. Yeah, I think they they catch up with you, don't you? When you stop, because yeah. if you you even when you're older, you you just get on with it. You yeah, know, yet we're never a hundred percent, are we? When we're playing and stuff, we're always carrying it. But now. Me personally, now I've stopped. I think it's worse, and and even just trying to, I went on a cheeky cheeky eight k this morning, and yeah, the old ankles are feeling it now. I'm telling you, big time. Now I'm telling you, this is what I was trying to talk to you about like six months ago or a year ago when we started we started doing a little bit of running, and I was and I was hurting. All those things are still well, there. things where we 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 would go out and run together, and you're running with your mate. So he was absolutely knackered. I was absolutely knackered, but I'm not going to tell, tell him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's not going to tell me. And then when you get to the last bit, the pace gets a bit quicker. And it's like, <laughs> obviously, we're having a race here. You know, it's just that naturally that um, competitive side of stuff takes over. Oh, oh dog. Is there any, uh, are there any no-nos in handball? Like you talk about like an unwritten rule, you know, that you can tell us about in handball. Not, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of something is maybe something like rugby where when when a player is taking a, a kick for the post, yes. you're, you you should be quiet. That's like, it's you don't have to be quiet, but everyone does it. It's like an unwritten rule, Pete, isn't it? In, in, in rugby. In rugby, and, yeah. You know, stuff like that. Or, in certain countries, I think more in certain countries it is. Yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. It? Is there anything like that in, in handball? No. no anything no. goes, no? No, no. No, really no. No, because it's we don't have this 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 type of of, of uh, rules. What yeah. we can say, yeah, yeah, it's what we yeah the gamesmanship, isn't it? You know, it's not against the rules, so we just keep doing. You're it. thinking basketball as well when they do a three pointer. You know, there's all the all the people, all the fans wiggling there. Well, it's not an unwritten yeah. rule, is it? It's like in in cricket. If uh, have you ever watched cricket or anything? Yes, like I've watched it, but I don't know the rules. Oh, right. <laughs> Come sit with us. Come sit with us for yeah, five yeah. days. We'll lose. Yeah. <laughs> like in 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 cricket. It's like there was an unwritten rule that if I if I if he was bowling at me and I hit it, sometimes you will get a very faint hit, and the wicketkeeper behind might catch it. Now, it's if you know you hit it, 
the, so the umpire has to do this to you to say, yeah, you're yes. gone, you're out. But sometimes what will happen is they might edge it and the umpire might not have seen it or might not have heard it. So he won't give you out. Some players will walk because they know, um, you know, they have hit it. But then sometimes you're playing games, the brick one I think of is Stuart Broad, you know, that one, where they've hit it. But because there is such rivalry and hatred yeah. between the teams, they're like, no. Like brother um, against brother. Yeah, no, no. yeah. No, that, you know, yeah. You, it's you like, do no. not, you do yeah. not, yeah. Yeah. do not walk. Yeah, you, do you do not do walk. Not. You stand your ground. And do unless not. the referee, well, the umpire in this case, tells you you're out, then you're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do not walk at all. Listen, I've got to uh, change the subject a little bit. We're going to try and come back to Zoran in a minute. We had the CM CM event. We had um, last week. Julie, we had Julie yeah, I was down there on Saturday morning. It was yeah, brilliant. It's a brilliant setup and down there. Good setup. And apparently in the afternoon, the, the, the stadium was, or the arena was full. I mean, even when I, when I was down there for the morning sessions, it was, uh, it was pumping. It's a really, mate, it's just a conveyor belt of events. Like there's something like, you know, you've got the women's 200 metres and they have like 12 heats and it's just bang, finish, you know, next one, go, they bang, finish, boff. They just, it's they, a brilliant organisation. I managed to catch up uh, with Julie and she sent me a message. I'll just see if I can get her on the line. I've got her for uh, a minute there, a minute or two. Let's see what she said on the update. Sports is Julie Maynan giving the wrap of the CMCM Euromeet competition at the COP last weekend. I'm going to dive in right away and thank all the volunteers for their hard work that they did over those three days. Uh, I think that this meet would definitely not be as successful as it is every year without them. Um, the swimmers also were extremely happy with the meet. I got a very positive feedback from a lot of international athletes, so that's great. Um, I think some of the highlights that we had was definitely David Popovic's swim. He is extremely fast. He's, he's back. He's had a tough year last year, but he's extremely happy with his time. For, for now in January, since it's quite early in the season. Then also we had uh, some French, some Canadian swimmers that um, were very rapid for, for January. We had on the girls' side, Sarah Jostrom, of course, breaking some meet records again, uh, as well as a Canadian swimmer getting her A cut, but she still has to... Uh, qualify at trials so yeah I think generally it was a very successful meet even on the side from the Luxembourgish swimmers it was great I think somebody who really stands out is definitely Finn Kemp um, getting his medal at the Euro meet at such a young age is very incredible his time is extremely fast considering that he's only gonna go to college next year we also had Remy Fabiani um, with some very good swims in the 50 freestyle, confirming at 22.5 twice in one day. So that's a great start and very promising for the Olympic year. 
Thank you very much, Julie, for giving us the wrap-up. you and all your Isn't it gadgets good? Yeah. over there. No, it was brilliant. Last week we, we um, managed to have Julian on as well, giving his, the, his uh, uptake, and, we, um, and we'll reach out to those other sports. So if you've got to do a little bit of a, uh, a message for us, we'll try and get your word out there. I think it's really important to share the love. Hey, Scott, while I've uh, got you in, we've got a, a, a little bit of local sport to, uh, to conclude with. What have, you, uh, what have you got top of Yeah, I think thing? the big one is uh, a former guest on the show and a uh, former nemesis on the, uh, the squash court. Luxembourg Gilles Linster will drive uh, for the Kimmel Racing Team, number 68, the Ford Mustang, in the Daytona 200 on Saturday. That is so cool. Um, so on, cool. On uh, February the 17th, like, this is a crazy story. So we were, we were lucky enough to have Dylan Pereira on, who won the, the Porsche Super Cup last year. And I, I did a post and obviously it popped up a notification that someone had liked our, uh, our, uh, our photo and I had a look and it was a guy called Gilles Linster, Luxembourg, a NASCAR driver. And I was like, what? So me being me, I popped him a message, you know, he's got like 20,000 followers or something. Um, and yeah, and he got back to us and he's been in a couple of times, but absolute, absolute legend of a bloke. Uh, we wish him all the best. Um, so he's, um, he's doing this as part of the Daytona 500 preliminary uh, program. Uh, he obviously did very well during his uh, qualification at the Super Speedway, um, which allowed him to gain his license, which then makes him eligible to uh, to race in the uh, in the American NASCAR. Um, so he will be able to race at Daytona and also Talladega, Talladega Nights. Oh, uh, so cool. And it's just, just hearing those words yeah, just, just, just makes me, oh, just want to um, be there hearing a big V8 rumble. So or. obviously he's got sponsors on board from uh, Menards, NASCAR and the Kimmel Racing Team. Um, and as he was telling us, and also Dylan Pereira when he was, when he was on, the sponsorship is a huge part of it oh. because even the cost of a oh, set of tyres is absolutely thousands and stuff. We yeah. wish him all the best. We will be tuning in yeah. um, and hopefully we'll get some VIP tickets in the exactly. sort out for yeah. the big good luck the, Joel. the big uh, the big fromage over there um listen I've got, um, a, just, a, oh. I've just got a couple here i got two what that i wanted to um to, to, to go through one was the cyclocross and the other one was the tennis and the cyclocross is i mean like five athletes that are going to be that's led by marie schreiber um who's going to be yeah competing in the cyclocross world championships in tabor czech republic this weekend um uh, schreiber is a strong contender for the under 23 uh category title her main competition is expected to come from uh Zoe Bagstead of England, who recently finished ahead of her in a pre-race um, a few weeks ago. Um, all the Luxembourg um, participating races, including the juniors under three, under twenty-three women, will take place this uh, this Sunday. The junior race begins at eleven, followed by the under twenty-three race at twelve thirty-five. Moving on to the tennis, um, actually, in the Luxembourg Davis Cup team, which is led by the infamous uh, Gilles Muller, um, announced the lineup for the playoffs against Colombia. Which is uh, tomorrow actually, and on, on second and third in Bogata, um, aiming to advance to World Group One. The nominated players include Alex Nuff, Chris Rodish, uh, Rafael Calzi, and Gilles Kramer. And newcomer Aaron Gil Garcia has joined the team as well. Um, they say they left on Thursday to prepare for their matches. So we wish them the best of luck tomorrow and on Friday for their for their games against uh, Colombia. Oh, fingers crossed it all goes well. Listen, it's not all serious here, okay? Now comes the fun part of the show. I'll ask you a few questions. If you could change one rule in handball, what would it be? Oh, it's one. Just yeah. uh, it's difficult to uh, allow headshots. Uh, allow headshots. to hit in the face. <laughs> no, no, for sure, no. This. Oh, it's uh, goalkeepers forced to wear shorts because we need we need more more 
to not uh, depending of the referees because the referee in the handball can decide on the left or on the right they have a lot of lot of situation what they they say always ah this is the feelings of referee you know and then it's uh, this is the the, the the main rule because i think that we are just one sport what have 59 minutes 30 seconds one rule and in the last 30 seconds if you do something what you did in the first minute of the game it's totally another decision no and then these rules need to be more more i don't know change but not one i i i, I cannot choose one yeah. <laughs> okay well there we go i feel like that's a separate right. show in itself isn't it changing the right. laws do you call them rules or laws Law- R- rules. rules rules okay yeah. okay so we can't do that Here's a uh, couple of funny questions for you. So let's imagine this year it goes really well. You guys are going to win the Luxembourg League and you're going to qualify for the Champions League. No, okay? here, no. We no? cannot. No, no. I'm just going to... Let's imagine. Let's imagine. We're going to qualify for the Champions League. <laughs> oh, that's good. And, and they, they have to get you. You're going to be playing as well. Okay? And before the team goes out onto the court... They're going to play some music. It's going to be like in the boxing or the UFC, you know, you walk out to the music. What music would you have playing? What would you come out to? You know, it's um, uh, we, we have this in, in, in handball that because we have the different, different players from the different countries and then we have this uh, like uh, that every player choose one, you know, and for me especially... It's, uh, I don't know, really, I, I don't think, I'm not so big fan of music that I listen something, you know, but we have a lot of these things, what is uh, like in, uh, like, um, in, uh, on final four of the, of the Champions League or now on Euro when it was a few, few days ago, but I cannot tell you also. <laughs> which... So you'd, you'd go for, uh, <laughs> or we'll put it too, would you go for Britney Spears or ACDC? <laughs> I've, no, you don't. You go for neither of them. No, I, I'm not for. <laughs> just going to go out in silence. I love right, it. I okay. love it. I love we, it. We, we got to know what couple, he's wearing couple, this summer couple, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A couple of other funny sh- stories for you. So, if you were at the beach, okay, would you wear, like, you know, like the surfer shorts, like these, or would you wear the, you know, the the speedos, the budgie smugglers? <laughs> I think shorts. Yeah, yeah shorts. Oh. shorts. Old school, isn't he? Old school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, think. Not the budgies. No. <laughs> oh. the, the next one. The, the, um, oh. Probably this is probably the most important question. <laughs> okay. I'm ask you. Let's see. You have Let's to, see. You have to pick one. Okay. Okay. Or I'm, or I'm gonna overrun the show and we're not finished and we're getting trouble. <laughs> oh, here. Okay. Okay. Would you rather have a mustache? Yes. Or like the mullet, you know, the long hair just at the back, so short on top but long hair. Which one would you pick? And then mustache. <laughs> So European, huh? So European. Yeah. I'm gonna do. What I'm is gonna, it with these Europeans? I'm, I'm gonna put it into AI. I'm gonna get a picture of you and, and try and find okay. him with a mullet. With, with a mullet. Yeah. Are there any? Are there any handball players with a mullet? Yeah, I mean, I suppose you guys like to, like, someone would pull your hair no, or something like this, no? I, I now think about. They have a few players long hair, but I don't. Okay, no, but I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> real short on top, decent on back. Like an Aussie Kiwi thing. I think it is. I, I don't know. Yeah. I I'm think I cannot remember, but I'm think. It's we think we can improve the fashion sense in handball. I think that's what it concludes. <laughs> we need to we need to ask I. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see exactly. Where, see what they come up Zora, with. Zora, it's been an absolute pleasure 
being on the show. We're grateful for your for me uh, too. For, you, for your time. I hope you're going to come back and join us again. And I hope you're going to tell your uh, your players at Kaijing that these guys at Let's Talk Sport are a bunch of idiots, and you can yeah, send and they got and tell your players to look over their back because huh? there's two players coming down to take exactly. their spots at training. Yeah. Huh? Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, absolute pleasure. We wish you all the best for the rest of the season, uh, yeah, and we'll absolutely. keep checking in. And uh, yeah, we'd love to get you back on further down the show. Um, as always, we give a huge shout out to the army of volunteers out there who make our sport in world tick whether it's coaching the kids uh, washing the kit refereeing matches even though we don't like referees yeah uh no the keyboard warriors whatever you're doing to get the youngsters involved in sport uh please keep doing it as always you can check out the rest of the team tomorrow you've got the sam steen show you've then got steven steplow with the lunchbox at 12 then melissa dalton with the home stretch you've also got dave burrows and the db3 sessions don't forget sarah tapman the hangover shows and they've also got that uh country music show tell country us more about roads, that country, country roads. Roads. yeah what, 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 what an absolute beauty so it's a new show um that's melissa that, dalton oh, no not melissa no not melissa um, meredith meredith yeah that's right put on your boots tip your hat maybe you're obsessed with a bit of country music and if you you have you want to listen to emma and meredith's um entertaining country uh show you know emma is from uh usnda no she's from florida meredith greatest country in the world good uh, a good balance there but yeah americans love country don't they Zoran, he's not, he's, not gonna, he's not gonna have a bar but yeah. okay until uh until wednesday uh, sunday it's church